This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 533 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Equestrian Collections. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Scott Trees. Scott is known worldwide for his images of the horse. He has been practicing his craft for over 36 years and has more frequent flyer miles than anyone I know. In addition to his striking equine work, Scott also does a variety of commercial shooting. Architecture, fashion, and photojournalism are services that he has provided to his clients all over the world. His dramatic use of light, strong compositional eye, and emotional portrayal have been hallmarks of his style. Today's tip, whose picture is whose, anyhow? But first, a word from today's sponsor, equestriancollections.com. Autumn is here. Time to cash in on Mother Nature's horse-friendly weather and take to the saddle with renewed enthusiasm. In so doing, you'll likely notice a few gaps in you and your horse's fall wardrobes. That turnout sheet that's seen its last roll in the pasture? The fleece vest that is well past vintage and moving swiftly towards ratty? EquestrianCollections.com has what you and your horse need, plus the latest just-can't-live-without fashions for fall. Visit EquestrianCollections.com today for fresh, fashionable, and functional items for your horse. Now, enjoy today's tip. And Scott Trees is here once again from sunny Texas. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm doing just wonderful, enjoying an evening here in Lexington, Kentucky. And I am primed and ready to learn more about photography and other picture-taking things. That's good. Well, I happen to have some experience in that area. Yay. What have we got on the docket? We got on the docket today a subject that I think might surprise a lot of people, but I, it's called Whose Picture Is It? Um, and, and this and this is not referring to where's Waldo, is it? No, it's not. No, okay. it's not. That's a that's a, that's a topic for another day. Um, one of the things that you're finding a lot in today's internet is a lot of piracy. Um, there's a general attitude in all kinds of photography that if a picture's on the internet, I can take it, I can do whatever I want with it. It's there. It must be free. Uh, in fact, it's not. And the copyright extension that is accorded to uh, music producers, movie producers, radio producers, uh, extends to photographers as well. And I, I wanted to try and kind of shed some light on who actually owns the photograph. Yeah, I, I know, um, I will admit, I know just about nothing about this, so this is going to be very interesting. Well, what most people would be surprised to know that even though you pay me to take a photograph of your horse, the rights to that photograph belong to me. It's called creator's rights. And it was the copyright law was changed, oh, sometime I think in the early to mid-70s. I'm not quite sure exactly when. But it basically says that the person that, that takes the picture has the rights to the picture, even though they're paid, unless they're under a work-for-hire contract. And a work-for-hire contract would be, for example, if I shot for 
National Geographic or if I shot for Time Magazine or some of the, as a staff photographer, most staff photographers are under a work-for-hire contract because they're provided the gear, et cetera, et cetera, and the, and the client owns the rights to the images. So a lot of people will say, well, I can do whatever I want with this picture because I bought it. It's mine, and that's not technically true. You're buying a license fee to the photograph, and in the commercial world, this has been known for well for a long time, and in the horse world, it's been very remiss until the Internet came around and, and, and t- until um, more and more people started trying to do lots of different things with their pictures. And in all honesty, it, it became more of an issue then because in the film, in the era when we were shooting film, and we made our money on our prints. So if you had a shot of your horse and you needed to get it to five different magazines, you had to buy five eight by tens from me to do that. Um, and then it kind of the magazines were one of the first ones that sort of started getting digital scanners and they could pass them around. And then people bought their own scanners. And then pretty soon you just found that you know that people were copying the picture. And and a certainly it was a matter of a loss of income. Uh, but it was actually a, an also an issue of a licensing fee. What rights are you actually buying with that picture? Now, it doesn't do any photographer any good to say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this picture for you and you can't use it. And um, there's, that's a whole, a, a very lengthy, complicated field. In, in the commercial world, let's say, for example, let's take kind of the top of the, the fashion world. They'll buy rights to magazine versus billboard versus video versus they have to buy the rights for each species, and those rights are based upon how big the market is, how big the press publication is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. The, horse world doesn't, the horse world doesn't work that way. That's very complicated. It is very complicated. <laughs> I mean, and it's how, it's how the real world of advertising actually works. Um, digital has, has, has changed everything, has changed a lot in that world, world, world as well as because the market has been flooded with imagery. Um, uh, the cost of buying imagery has become a lot less. But... The bottom line is that people that, 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 first of all, if they go on the Internet and think, well, gosh, I can grab this photograph because it's on the Internet and I can do anything, whatever I want with it, they can't. They need to get permission from the person that took the picture before they try and do something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my personal um, uh, issues is with painters that think, oh, gosh, what a pretty picture that is. I'm going to paint it, and now because I've painted it, it's my artwork, and I'm going to sell it. And I've offended oh. more than one. I've offended more than one photographer that has painted one of my photographs. I mean, one, one painter that has copied one of my photographs and says it's their art because they put it on painting. And I explain to them, as far as I'm concerned, it's no better than paint by numbers. So that's because that's a it, very interesting aspect, though, is when you take a photograph. Because when I was in taking art classes, that was one of the things you do. You use a photograph and you paint it and you try to... Right. Um, so that's a very interesting aspect of the whole issue of... But see, my point to the painters that. is that you're not painting your vision, you're painting mine. The but if the, is if the, photo- if the on... painter's a cubist, is he really? If he, if he, re- <laughs> if he reproduces the shot literally, and I, yeah, you, you, yes. But when I you're mean, a realist, you're very right, the, he is. <laughs> The, the way that the copyright law reads, though, and I've, I've, I've had this dealt with a couple times, but if, if your picture, if your painting looks like my photograph, um, and, and it can be proved that it's my photograph, even though you, took, you changed the background, 
If it's based upon my photograph and you're trying to sell it, that's infringement. Infringement happens when you try and sell it for profit. Now, let's make sure about uh, right. clarify that. If you as a painter want to paint somebody's photograph and hang it in your wall, more power to you. Go right ahead. But if you as a painter are saying, oh, gosh, I think that this is a beautiful photograph, and now I'm going to paint it, and because I've done it in pastels or oil or whatever, it's my art. No, it's not your art. It's it's the the art is in the vision that captured it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now I have several painters that have taken my seminars to learn how to photograph horses better on their own, so they can use their own pictures as reference. Right. And I've grant and I have granted uh, not in a long time, but I mean. I've granted some some painters permission to to paint my photograph because they wanted to you know wanted to share some of the proceeds. I mean, right. if you're going to paint, if you, it's and my other argument to them is okay. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, that painting of yours that is your original creation over there. I'm going to go out and photograph it, and I'm going to sell it on the internet and put my name on it. Well, no, yeah. well, why would you do that? Well, I took the picture of it. It belongs to me. I just photograph. <laughs> it's not a painting. Right. So you see, and this is a common thing you see. You go to equestrian expos or very large horse shows where there's a lot Mm -hmm. of vendors and you'll see an artist that has a stand there and the artist um does beautiful renditions of your horse or your kids Mm -hmm. or your dog from a photograph and it's Mm -hmm. photographic in nature it's a realist's rendition and usually when i see that the photographer or the artist took the picture and then they take right. the picture home and then do a painting with right, it. Right, exactly. But you could also do that if I, the horse owner, took my horse's picture. I can take that to an artist, an artist and say to the artist, recreate this in a pastel because I took the picture and I own the picture. But I right. wouldn't be allowed to take a picture. I bought a photograph of my horse jumping a jump from a professional photographer at a horse show, and I bought a print electronic or otherwise, I wouldn't be allowed to take that picture to an artist and say to the artist, recreate this, because that picture, I have the print of it, but that's not my picture to have recreated. I'd have to go back to the photographer. You don't necessarily have the rights to it. Now, you know, most most photographers are going to create, convey to you advertising rights. You know, I mean, the the flip side of it for me as a business person is it doesn't do me any good to sell you a picture that you can't use. And, you know, the, the shelf life of a lot of, of even some of my most famous pictures, the shelf life isn't that long for, adverti- for advertising purposes. Mm-hmm. But what that painter should do as a courtesy is contact the photographer and say, so-and-so has given me one of your pictures to photograph, I mean to paint. Do you have a problem with this? Um, and then it's up to the photographer to say, well, I, I charge a flat fee for that. Uh, to, to, I'll, grant, I'll sell a license to do that for X amount, or no, I don't mind, or no, don't do it at all. Or please um, give me credit in the lower left-hand corner. Yeah, or yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I had the first, the, the very first time I became aware of that is I had a, a painter um, copy a photograph, a very famous photograph of mine that I took many, many years ago of go-kart, and I think it was you were at the show. It's the horse with the white horse and the white with the white background looking over his back. And that's probably one of my most famous photographs. And this painter painted it and started selling limited edition prints. It's her work Oops. with her name on the. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just a, a likeness. It was an exact replica of my photograph on oil. 
And I stopped her immediately. And um, it was the first time that ever happened to it. And I think to me, I mean, this was in the 80s. And I think we agreed that she could, you know, give me credit for the photograph for a certain fee. And I, I don't think she ever did. But, you know, that's kind of where I started getting my education about copyright, really. And So um, if we use our example of Suzette, the budding part-time photographer again. Right. It behooves one, before you start taking dollars from anybody, to take pictures or to recreate photographs on canvas or hardboard or whatever you decide to use as an artist, to familiarize yourself with these, the laws, but also the courtesies, because there's no sense in making enemies. There might not be a lot of dollars involved, but there's no sense in making any enemies of anybody either. Right. No, it's 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 the professionalism. It's the courtesies. Exactly. I mean, it's it's you know, everybody's trying to make a, a living. I understand that, and and I just part of the reason that I've drawn a line on a lot of my work is because I have plans on selling it myself. And so right. it it doesn't make sense for for you to have a painting out there and for me to have a a, a, a gallery canvas of it. Um, the the art is, and I and I guess I've become. A little bit more about my my artistic expression happens to be with the camera. That doesn't make it any less artistic because I'm not painting it. It's my vision, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I have to sell as a professional, and that's what I have to sell as a in, in my medium is the the results of my my vision are in in a photographic print form of one kind or another, and so it's. As I said, the painter wouldn't be very happy with me photographing their original piece of art and putting my name on it and saying, well, it's a different medium. It belongs to me. Um, yeah, if you, if you turn the tables around and that you have a photographer taking a picture of an oil painting, printing it out, and then selling it, your average person would probably go, well, that's silly. You couldn't do that. But when right, it, and the tables are work. reversed, you're still not allowed to do it, but it's a lot harder to get your head right. around. And there was also a very famous case of a bronze artist that copied a um, of people sitting down. Um, they were life-size people sitting on benches and stuff. And, uh, and this happened many, many, many years ago. But he used a photographer's uh, images as the basis of the bronzes, and the photographer sued him, and he said, I can do anything I want with those, and, and he lost. I mean, this guy lost big time. It was a big-time settlement. Uh, not hmm. the photographer, the bronze artist lost. And right. so, I mean, it's... it's. Uh, but, the, but the key is, the biggest, the bigger concern is it's not that many people are running around out there trying to take their pictures and do stuff with them. The bigger concern that you see and that I want to make people aware of is just because you see it on the Internet doesn't mean you could grab it, save as, and do anything you want with it. Right. It, that picture belongs to somebody, and you need to find out. If you think it's a neat shot and you want to um, uh, you know, use it on your web page, you need to get permission first. If it's, if it's a professional photograph or anybody's photograph. I mean, mm-hmm. it might be that you know, that shot of your adorable child, cat, dog, horse, whatever, that you, you know, you're using on your web page. You don't want anybody else using it on theirs. Right. And be aware and that when you put pay, when you put the picture of your adorable dog, cat, child, or horse on the Internet, somebody is very likely going to do that. So if you're not comfortable with it, you might not want to put it on the Internet where people could. Well, and a point to that effect <laughs> is Facebook. You right. know that when you put your pictures on Facebook, you're giving them permission to do whatever they want to do with them? 
if you read the fine print, and that's why they have those settings in there so that you can set up your page, that the only people who can even see the pictures are the people you've invited to your Facebook page. So Facebookers out there, pay attention to the settings on your Facebook page. Right, because, I mean, it is... And or if you if they're picture in my case for example I don't put a picture on my Facebook page that I haven't watermarked with my name and logo right in the middle of it I hate to do it which I love it I actually love it when artists and photographers do that because then I know where to go it's like oh look that's so and so's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes but it used to be that Facebook was said that they could even resell your pictures and a lot of people went oh no I'm not that's not good and they and they uh, said no we're not gonna we're not gonna have but they changed that but. You know, there there is a the fine print gives them a lot of liberties with your pictures to do, and not that yes. they do, and I'm not implying that they that they have or are, but it is in the fine print that they could if they wanted to. So, by um, be user beware, user beware, yeah, and and be courteous to your fellow photographers and artists. Exactly, and each other. Yeah, I mean each other. And that that kind of it's it's a you know it's a it's a changing world in this digital realm we're in, and and it you know it's amazing the kinds of changes that are going on and, and you know, the, the assumptions that people make that because it's on the Internet and what you can do with it and, and uh, you know, the common courtesies of life in general apply to the Internet as well. There you go. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Another great tip from Scott. And give folks your web address again, My Scott, web please. address is uh, treesmedia.com, and you can find me on Facebook at Scott Trees Photography. And there's going to be some really beautiful pictures. I'm going to head over there shortly. And once you've spent a little bit of time over there on Scott Tree's website looking at the gorgeous pictures, you may want to listen to more of his tips. Just go to horsetipdaily.com. All of our experts are right there, alphabetized and easy to find. You can also go to his website at treesmedia.com. And for more information about Scott's excellent seminars, go to equinephotographers.org org and click on the events tab at the top of the page we also have a link on the show notes page at horsetipdaily.com just look for episode 533 please stop by the horse tip daily facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show it's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover you can subscribe to all of the great shows on the horse radio network through itunes or zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your ipod zune or mp3 player I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.